Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. Welcome back to Be Great With Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to be going through a nice conversation regarding getting rid of the old version of yourself. Metaphorically came across this uh, metaphor as killing the old version of yourself. The goal of this podcast is to align with you when it's time to move on for certain things, when it's time to become a new version of yourself. Sometimes in life, we can get very far on what we've done and what we built for certain situations, but you'll start to get signs if it's time to move on. And some of these signs that I'm going to go over today, you're probably going to be um, aligning yourself with very well. And maybe, you know, hopefully my goal is to make a lot of connections and teaching you how to overcome these things. So one of the first things that you'll start seeing is when it's time to move on, either from a relationship, from work, um, from a group of friends, is that you'll start to notice that your energy goes down. And anytime you have to go to that job or anytime you have to be around this uh, particular person or do a certain assignment, you'll notice that you just don't have that enthusiasm no more. You don't have that inspiration. It feels like you're forcing yourself, right? You can feel yourself being under like a some form of stress when it comes down to this. Um, in 2019, I accomplished so much at the gym that I was at as the head trainer. I did all the marketing for the business. Um, I was fully booked. I sold out all my, my fitness classes. And, oh, man, just getting up and thinking about going to work was very drain. It was draining me. Another thing you you will start to, to to notice is the night before, thinking about actually the day. So say if you have a group of friends you have to meet up with the next day or you have to go to work the next day, and that night before you just you're just stressing about it. It's just kind of giving you overthinking and some form of anxiety. It could be very, very challenging for you to actually pull yourself together and just say, oh, man, I got to do this. Um, that's another sign that it may be time to move on or be, uh, develop a new version of yourself. Um, like I said, in 2019, everything, I had everything. I was on track. Um, to I was 25, 26, around that age. I've accomplished so much in that position that I was at. And I, was, I made 100000 I had a new car. I had my first apartment. Um, I did things a lot of people didn't do in my family history, right? Um, and, you know, people used to tell me, yo, you should be happy. But, oh, man, I, used to, I remember I used to go in that gym and I used to just feel drained. And I felt like there was more of me. I visioned myself making videos. I visioned myself making podcasts. I visioned myself doing something bigger in life. And I felt like the job was starting to get in the way. And so these are some of the first signs that uh, you'll start to notice immediately um, as if, you know, someone is robbing you from your time and your energy. You'll notice that when people like when it's time for you to get that alone time or it's time for you to think about what you want to do next and people start to want to talk to you or people start calling you, you can start feeling yourself kind of get annoyed um, as if people are robbing you from your time. Like I felt like the gym at that time was robbing me from my dream. I knew it was time to move on and go somewhere else, but I had so much responsibility with the with the uh, the gym itself that it was hard to move on. So those are the first couple signs. Now I just written out some notes here to make sure I don't miss anything in this podcast. Um, but one of the things that I like to tell clients all the time is that I want you to start to think about Apple, 
right? It's a simple, simple thing that I do with, with clients. I say, think about, think about Apple and think about when Apple makes the new iPhone, right? Uh, everybody's excited about it. Um, people are willing to pay a little more because they have new features on it. And each year, Apple is always trying to improve what they have done th from the previous year. They're trying to add more value. You know, when there's the release party, right, and the new iPhone comes out, and everybody wants to go see the new iPhone and everybody wants to celebrate it, the people who made the iPhone, the engineers, they're in the back of the party, and they're already talking about how they're going to develop the new one and what they're going to do different and how they're all going to meet up the next day in the office or wherever they work at to describe and, and start to draw the blueprint to the new iPhone, try to upgrade the technology. That's how we naturally are as human beings. We, we naturally want to progress. We want to get better. We want to become the best version of ourselves. Um, but sometimes in life, things get in the way. Things slow us down. Maybe it's having a child early or it's a health issue or it's financial or it's confidence, whatever it may be, these are called roadblocks. They're getting away from us becoming the best version of versions of ourselves. So um, what happens is it's like you trying to, if you buy an iPhone 7 versus an iPhone 12, the price is different. Why? Because the technology from the iPhone 7 is all the way from when the iPhone 7 came out. It doesn't have the new upgrades. It probably can't handle the new iOS and it's not up to date. What's going on with people is that they're going around on old software trying to get earn, earn the money in life of the new software without actually becoming the new software. Okay, so let that sit in. So is your paradigm and your subconscious and your skill set and the value that you bring to the world, is it 2007 software or 2015 software? And if it is, you can't expect to get the same amount of money that someone has with a 2023 software. So in order for you to become the best version of yourself, you need to you need to always work on yourself as far as your emotions, your mental, your skill set, your craft, whatever value you bring in the world, you have to improve those things. If you don't, then what happens is time moves on and then we kind of get left behind and then we play, we get caught up in energy debt is what I call it. Energy debt is that the first thing a person may see is that either finances start becoming, they start getting in debt with finances or with energy itself, their fatigue starts to happen. Let's just say someone first figures uh, their energy uh, debt starts with fatigue. Now that a person is tired, they're not putting in the work, the extra work to stay on top of their craft to keep their software updated. If a person is not keeping their software updated and staying up on the craft, then what happens is now they're falling behind. And the more you fall behind, the more you're going to have to play catch up. And in order to play catch up, what you'll find yourself doing is now instead of preparing your meals at home and food shopping, you don't have time for that or the energy. Now you're ordering food at lunch or you're grabbing food on the go, which then only makes you spend more money. But the, those foods that you're buying most likely are not healthy, which then makes you even more tired, which then makes you want to get a coffee or tea, which then makes you gives you a little energy to do the work. But by the time you get home, you don't have the energy now. You feel burnt out. You don't have the energy to go work out. Now, if you force yourself to go work out, you get dizzy, shaky, anxious, anxiety while you're in the gym. And then you come home and then you most likely overeat. Since you overeat, you crash, you crash, you get up in the morning as if you didn't get any sleep. And then now, not only are you compensating with your energy, you're overspending money you shouldn't be spending. After a while, when you do this, you put yourself in a position of survival mode because you're in fight or flight.
the more fight or flight that you're in, the more that you're going to be working out of survivor mode. The more that you work out of survivor mode, the more that your subconscious mind is going to be pulling or uh, fulfilling your nervous system with uh, adrenaline and cortisol. So you're always going to be on the go. It's hard for you to relax. So the more you are in this position, the more you're going to find yourself be disconnected from your body. And this can make a person compulsive. A person becomes compulsive because they're trying to find connection. They try to find connection with themselves. So what they'll do is, they'll, as you can see, they're compulsive with spending on their food, but they'll also be compulsive trying to spend money on maybe that one, um, you know, get rich overnight scheme or uh, that one coach that says they can save you or that one program that you thought that's going to help you lose weight or that quick pill to lose weight or that supplement that you thought that's going to take care of all your stress without you having to do anything about it. If it's social, if you want connections with being social, then you may notice you bought that Louis Vuitton bag when you really couldn't afford to buy it. You still have $5,000 debt on your credit card, but you went and bought the Louis bag. Because now you're going to go out to this one party and you want to feel seen. You want to feel like you can connect. Or you can do what I did. And I told you my story already in that um, overcoming the subconscious programming uh, podcast that I made a few months ago. I brought a Mercedes because I felt like, oh, I need to feel like I'm successful. So I brought myself a Mercedes. And when you do that, then you override the smart decisions to actually survive and provide for yourself, which then leaves you in debt, which then makes this a, a big snowball effect. So when it comes down to you becoming the best version of yourself, you must know when it's time to leave the old version of yourself. And those things come with a few things that we're going to be going through today. When you're changing and transforming, you may have to change your environment, relationships, and your habits subconsciously. When I would go to the gym and tell people, I want to make videos, the people in the gym, since they were part of my environment, when I told that idea, uh, they said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I'm not sure how you're going to make it happen, but yeah, we wish you the best of luck. So I would try to record a video, and anytime I went to go record a video, when I looked at the schedule, there's no coaches in there. Anytime I go record a video, boom, somebody pops up. Either they came in early or they want to eat their lunch at the gym, and they're on the phone, and they always came in the middle of my sessions. One day, me and Haskiri and I were filming an audition with um, in Washington Heights, and while we were filming the audition um, – in the middle of the auditions, every time people were yelling and screaming and neighbors were playing music very loud. And what we started to see is we started to see how this became was becoming a huge distraction for her dream. It was becoming a, every time it, every time they distracted us, we had to start all over again and all over again. And we knew it was time. We had to leave. We had to get out of Washington Heights. We had to leave. We had to change the environment. And I told you already, when it comes down to relationships, growing up, I grew up with kids that were drug dealers, gang members. I had to change my friend group. For me to go to the private high school for a scholarship to play football, I had 
to change my friend group because you and it's hard to break out of a subconscious habit when you're around people repeating the same habits that you were a part of at once. And when it's time to change the subconscious habit, you can easily be triggered or pulled right back into repeating the same old habits that you were repeating. That's why if you're trying to lose weight and you know your weaknesses, let's just say ice cream, it's not, it's not smart to have ice cream available in the house. Just like an alcoholic shouldn't have alcohol available in the house. It's not smart. Habits and bad habits. Roadblocks to the new you. So the bad habits are roadblocks to the new you. You have to figure out what the habits are and understand, okay, I have to overcome this habit because this is the resistance that I'm getting from becoming the best version of myself. And I'll tell you the truth. I did have learning disabilities growing up. I did have anxiety growing up. These are true. But I also was embarrassed that I couldn't read or write. And since I was embarrassed I couldn't read and write, I used to finesse my way out of every reading and writing situation in school. I found someone to write my papers for me or help me write my papers. Or I wrote a bad paper and made an excuse to the teacher, hey, you know I have learning disabilities. You got to help me out. And when it came down to reading, anytime it was time to read, I would finesse my way out to use the bathroom and sit in the bathroom for 15, 20 minutes, predicting that they were done going back to the to classroom, hoping that um, – you know, they were done reading, so I didn't have to read because I couldn't read. I was embarrassed. Instead of me actually asking for help, it carried on from elementary to when I was 24, 25 years old. I started having to write emails from my gym to my clients, and I had so many spelling errors and so many just errors in general that these clients would come to me the next day or when they saw me and would let me know, hey, you know, your email misspelled this and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys actually read the email? Then I started noticing it was spelling errors all over the website. Then I started noticing that the grammar was all out of place. And then I said, oh, I got to do something. You see the procrastination of me trying to fix that was really coming from the fact that I just knew it was a roadblock in my life and I was trying to avoid it. And remember, when you take any problem or any roadblock in your life and you try to avoid it, you are now creating a shadow. A shadow is a part of yourself that is weak and that you're embarrassed about and that you it becomes the dark side of you. It becomes a part of you that you try to avoid, but it will run your life. How would it run your life? It shows up subconscious. The subconscious shows up unconsciously with the unconscious. What does that mean? These things will show up as coincidence. Oh, my God, what are the chances of that? Oh, my God, what are the chances of that? Meaning, every time I turned around, I had to do something that had to do something with reading and writing. And it kept on popping up in my life. Then I noticed my anxiety, my frustration was coming from the fact that anytime I had any emails sent out or any important text messages sent out, I wanted to avoid it. I didn't want to look it over. Anytime I got contracts, I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to read. I wanted to avoid it. These things cost me a lot of money and time. What is your roadblock? What is a bad habit that's a roadblock in your life right now? That's one, that's one thing I really want you to start thinking about. What bad habits are stopping you from change? What's the root cause of that bad habit? So procrastination was one of the bad habits I used to have. Is procrastination one of yours? Is anxiety one of yours? 
Is, per, is perfectionism one of yours? And if it is, then I want you to do is I want you to sit and break it down. Where did this come from? And why do I have this? Procrastination was a big one for me. And it was hard because I'm a mental guy. I can get through anything mentally, but for some reason, procrastination was something I just, I was having trouble with until I found the root cause. The root cause was the fact that I was having blood sugar issues my whole life. I was a pre-diabetic, right? And anytime I went to go get my blood sugar tested, you know, everything came back normal, but what they didn't test was my A1C, was your fat, which is your uh, average blood glucose of the last three months, and how I responded to sugar on the spot of after having sugar. So for an example, I'll have cereal, and then my sugar will go up and then immediately give me hypoglycemia, which we'll be talking about on another podcast, which drops your energy, makes you tired, makes you hungry, makes you fatigued. And I would immediately think that, oh, Something's wrong with me. It's me. Something, you know, you know, I'm procrastinating. But the truth of the matter is, anytime I had hard work to do after 12 p.m. after lunch, I couldn't get it done because I was going through low blood sugar. So what is yours? Is your anxiety coming from blood sugar? Or is your anxiety coming or if, or is your perfectionism coming from every time you go to do something and you get dressed, your mother always comments on everything you do? And makes you second think about yourself. What is it? Figure that out. And as soon as you do, then you can start making a blueprint around it to help fix it, right? You can really take practical steps from there on how to overcome it. How can you shift this in a simple way? So when you figure out what the root cause is, try to figure out the first step that you can do to shift it. When I work with a client, I always say, listen, what's one simple step we can do? Because what happens is we can get caught up in trying to fix it in one day. So you go from level one to level 10. The truth of the matter is that's not, that's not real. That's not how reality works. And for those that do become successful overnight, quote unquote, what happens is what happens when that one person makes that one hot song, becomes famous, and then can't make another hot song. You see him on the news from either getting in trouble with the law, drugs, or even hurting themselves. Then the second thing you have to do is you actually have to prepare time. So if you figure out what is causing your issue, make a simple step and then make time. So I'll give you an example. Procrastination was mine. Then I knew, oh, wow, it's coming from blood sugar issues. So I had to make time to prepare a proper lunch at 12 o'clock in order to avoid that blood sugar crash, which then doesn't give me procrastination or makes me procrastinate. You see how we took simple steps and we put it into your schedule. We, we make time for it. You make time. Use self-image. I want you to see yourself at the finish line. I always say this to myself. Right now, I'm in the process of, as you know, writing the book. And we got the book proposal done. My agent wanted the book proposal. Uh, she wanted to do more things to the book proposal to make it strong and sharp. So right now... It's it's sometimes it's annoying because you have to write in a certain way of it's annoying. It's not annoying. It's annoying for me because I, I can write. Right. I started working on writing and reading and I'm better at it now. But the truth of the matter is, is when I have to write in a way to sell myself in writing, I'm not really good at it. I dislike it. I, I, I liked my energy to sell for itself. I like my actions. So when I have to talk about myself and sell myself in a proposal, it's challenging for me. So what I'm saying to you is, but while I'm doing that challenging part with mixing up 
my own personal problems with not talking about myself in a particular way. And then also the weakness of, you know, writing, right? Which my book agent thinks I'm an excellent writer. She can't believe that I had issues. I still have issues, right? Self-confidence, personal power, whatever it may be. I just vision it being done. I'm like, okay, you got to, you got to, they say you can't eat an elephant in one piece. You have to eat it in pieces. So I chop it up. So for you, you got to see yourself actually getting it done. You got to see yourself on the other side. Who do you become when you no longer, you know, have perfectionism? Who do you become when you no longer have anxiety? Who do you become when you have confidence? Who do you become when you overcome that one roadblock? How's that person look? How's that person dress? What do you do differently? And that's what you keep in your mind while you're going through the pain of change. Remember, it's going to be hard to change. It's supposed to be hard. If I want to transform your body, I have to put your body under stress with training. I have to. So understand that you know the stress that you're getting to change is a part of transformation. But keeping that vision in your mind of the finish line, I call it the finish line, vision, the finish line, vision, the finish line, enjoy the, and try to find ways that you can enjoy the journey, create rituals. When I have these podcasts, if you're watching me on this video right now, I have a cup of tea and some water here. Another thing that became part of my rituals, have a little checklist to make sure because to make sure that I get everything I want to say on this podcast. So when I'm done, I'm not like, oh my God, I, I forgot to say this. Try to make rituals and break things in pieces. When I got the call from uh, Sahara Rose to do the High Self podcast, I had no idea who she was. And she sent me an email at first, and I haven't heard from her. She sent me an email, I think, in 2021, in like August of 2021 at the time. And I had like 70,000 or 80,000 followers on TikTok. She sent me this email saying she was the number one spirituality podcast, and she wanted to interview me. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. I haven't heard anything from her until the next year, 2022 in March. But the whole time I was waiting for her to contact me. I was waiting for Paul Check to contact me. I wanted to get on these particular podcasts. I wanted to get a book deal. I wanted to do these things, but I knew they were, until they contacted me, I knew there were things that I can improve on. I knew I had roadblocks to be. So by the time they had me on their podcast, I was the new version of myself with the newest software. And I was the best version of myself going to those podcasts. So but while trying to make more videos, by the time I got interviewed by both, I had 250,000 followers. So it went up. But while making those videos, sometimes it was raining outside. Sometimes it was cold outside. Sometimes I was tired. Sometimes these things came up that were getting in the way of me staying consistent. But I visioned the finish line of visioning myself on those podcast episodes, visioning myself on um, you know those podcasts coming out good. When I was on the Sahara Rose podcast the first time, before we started, I said, this is going to be one of the best podcast episodes that you have on your channel. I didn't say that because I was cocky. I was saying that because I was trying to manifest it. And I was saying that because I knew that I had the latest software. And I was very confident to go and, and talk about the latest software, metaphorically. And it came out to be one of the best podcasts she's, she's done. So I'm saying that to say... You have to vision it. When you vision it, you have to start to connect to it, start to feel it, start to see the person that you're becoming. Now, this may be a challenge for some people. Some people have self-image issues. So 
how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as not smart, not beautiful, not good looking? Do you see yourself as if you're someone that don't, don't, doesn't bring value? How do you feel about yourself? Are you proud of yourself? Most of the time I work with clients that are in a lot of stress and pain. My, one of the first things I try to do is try to get them to realize how far they've come in their life and how proud they should be of themselves. Because a lot of times when we have a lot of stress and a lot of pain or we comparing or we're trying to become the best version of ourselves, when we're not actually sitting down and, a lot, and, and recognizing the polarity of understanding how far we've come and we only see what we're not doing, it only brings us down more. You have to find the root cause of these negative slash negative feelings and thoughts. Is this coming from trauma? Is it coming from trauma? If it is, you have to understand that your job is to overcome the things your parents didn't overcome. If your mom is an addict, the chance of you and being an addict is possibly high. You have to overcome that. If you come from a poor family, you're going to be left with all the burdens of being coming from a poor family. When I graduated in 2017, most of my friends had graduation parties, had some money as a gift, a trust that they were able to uh, a cash out on or a house or a car. I had nothing. I had nothing. I had no credit. I had bad credit. I had nowhere to, I had nowhere to go. I had, I had to figure everything out. And I was facing the, the, the patterns of coming from a family of the resistance of not having nothing. What do I mean by that? When you have to put your, when you get your first apartment, you got to put a down payment on. I couldn't go to mommy or daddy to help me put that down payment. When I found out my credit score was like a 400 because my mother used my name to, to take, uh, to, to use it for uh, phone bills and things like, I mean, phones and cable. I never knew of that. She never paid it. I had a bad credit. I couldn't go to mommy and daddy for that or anybody to help me pay that. When I had to get these certifications, nobody paid for that. When I had to buy my house and had to put that big down payment down, I couldn't go to family for that. And what I realized is if I have to, now I have to not only do it for myself, but since there is no generational wealth or since there is no savings account or since there isn't nobody you can rely on with the experience not only am i left to do it for the first time in gen in our family history but i'm also left to try to give the value out to be able to get the money meaning work so you find yourself working because you're making up for generations of poverty and addiction it's not an excuse, but what I'm saying is I became aware of that. When it's time to become the new version of yourself, you have to be honest with yourself. The group of people you're hanging out with, are they still benefiting you? Is the person that's your partner, are they benefiting you? Are they all updating their software? Is your job, do you, do you feel like you, it's time to move on? Whatever it is, 
You have to get clear on it. I love Los Angeles. It was a beautiful place. But I knew it was time for me to leave at that moment. Just like I had to leave New York for LA, then I had to leave LA back for New York and New Jersey. So I know when it's time to move on. I knew it was time to move on just from personal training. And a lot of the clients that I was working with wasn't happy with it. But I had to move on. I knew that version of me was done. You have to have courage. You have to have will. And you have to trust yourself. That's why I make these podcasts. Each podcast that I brought here before this and even after would help you continue to update your software to become the new version of yourself. And the more you do that, the more you'll keep your software upgraded or up to date with your emotions, your happiness, everything is aligned. And then your intuition is stronger and you trust yourself more. So if it's time to become the new version of yourself, figure out what's the roadblocks from stopping you, break those things down, create a blueprint, take step-by-step, figure out your environment, get clear on what you want, and start taking action. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone in your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.